At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting you ready for all of Sunday's betting action. This is Sunday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number two of Sunday Vet Prep, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Dave Ross, Holden Kushner coming at you. Holden, what a pleasure it is to have your buddy Statsational is going to join us now. John Alicia, professional sports better, contributor at Run Pure Sports. Follow him on X at Statsational. John, great to have you with us. Look, I always say, and Holden and I know this from our weather people back in our D.C. days, it's the greatest job in the world because you can be wrong about the weather what, 60% of the time, and people are going to be like, yeah, whatever, you just get a freebie. Oh, I didn't see that Alberta Clipper coming through. Uh, We've got the Super Bowl of NASCAR tomorrow, or do we? Statsational, are we getting rained out at the Daytona 500 tomorrow? Yeah, this thing is this thing is not happening tomorrow. Uh, But they can get it in Monday. It looks like everything's going to clear up Monday. I'm in Tampa, which is like two hours away, two and a half hours away, and it's been raining here all day, pretty much across the whole central part of florida so yeah i don't think we're getting we lost the xfinity race today they're going monday i think the 500 goes on monday as well all right just so everybody knows stats gave us a whole breakdown of the daytona 500 but we weren't on the air yet so i want to let you know stats we're on the air now <laughs> that's the first thing I, I, I can't tell that we're on the air not on the air you're so professional holding like your voice you know you have that professional radio voice that i just thought yeah. we were doing the interview already well Thank you, first of all. Second of all, if you're not listening on radio and you're looking on the television at this man's picture, it's totally AI. The guy looks nothing like that for the last 20 years, at least. (laughs) Get all that out of the way, Stats. (laughs) Nope, you don't get to retort. There's no retort from Stats. You're the guest. You're the guest. I get to host here. No, Stats, in all seriousness, likely. They're not, we're not 100%, but they'll likely push the thing back to Monday. But give me a handful of guys that we should be looking out for and maybe some of the better bets as we head into the Daytona 500. Daytona is like, it is the, it is the sports betters dream because it's it, when you get plate racing, if you're not familiar with, with uh, NASCAR plate racing, uh, restricted plate racing, basically these guys just line up as bump drafting. 
So they just get in a line and you literally bump the guy in front of you to push them. So everyone is really tight, which means a ton of wrecks. And when you have a ton of wrecks, you have the chance for long shots. So you really don't have, you know, there's, there's not a lot of chalk. So the chalkiest play out there is Denny Hamlin and you get it. That's like a plus 800. Mm. So Hamlin had the best car uh, this week. They had the duels on Thursday night. He did not win. So there you go. I mean, he had the best car, did not win the best car. Really? I don't want to say it's meaningless at Daytona, but it certainly doesn't mean a lot. So it takes a lot of luck. You've got to avoid the wrecks. You've got to avoid uh, the chaos that's going to ensue. It's really about just surviving. You're going to get like 15 to 20 cars sometimes just survive to the end. So you really want to look for some long shots. So I kind of, I, I dig down, I go a little deeper than I'll try to get away from the favorites like Hamlin, Logano. Uh, I know a lot of people like Kozlowski this, uh, this week, but I'm going to go like the, the shortest price that I like uh, is going to be, Bubba Wallace at plus 2,000. So I like going down there. Uh, I kind of like Chase Elliott, too, a little bit. at the He's plus 1,200, plus 1,400, something like that. But uh, I'm going to start with Bubba Wallace at plus 2. He's so good at these at these type of races, at the the uh, super speedways. He's won at Talladega. And when you, he's, he's just got that mindset where he's basically going to wreck or he's going to be up near the top. And that's all you want when you're betting a when you're betting someone's win, right? So you want that high risk reward guy. So at plus two thousand um, at draft on DraftKings, I think Bubba Wallace is a really uh, live bet. I'll give you another guy at the plus two thousand is Truex. Truex had one of the better cars. He has not one year. He had one of the better cars during the duels, and then he had some problems in the pits. So I think Truex is really live at plus two thousand. I think you could even go uh, further down and then take a guy like Corey LaJoy. At plus uh, 3,500, 4,000, depending on the book. I think he's live. And then if you want to go real deep, I think you can take a guy who's won here three times on some of the uh, lesser of the um, of the circuits and take a Justin Haley at like plus 8,000. But you're going to wow. get a price no matter who you uh, get if you if you can pick the winner at Daytona. Stats, I got to ask you because Holden and I do go back to D.C. and we covered a Joe Gibbs 2.0 when he was there as, as the Redskins head coach. And then he left. And took over NASCAR, like NASCAR. And then we've seen in the last two decades what Joe Gibbs Racing has become. I know Ty Gibbs is obviously in this field as well. How important is team racing when you get to, I know we're trying to pick the individual winner, but how important is team racing in this event? Oh, it's, I mean, it's massive in uh, when, you, when you're talking about the speedways because what happens is these guys get on each other's bumpers. And at, certainly when you get towards the end of the race, you're hoping to find a teammate that's going to be able to push you forward because you, you, cannot, you cannot go fast if you're out by yourself. So the advantage is hooking up with teammates. So that becomes racing teams, and it also becomes manufacturers. So the Toyotas right now are really good uh, this week. So, you're gonna, so that's, you know, Hamlin is a favorite Toyota, but Bubba Wallace, who I like, is also a Toyota car, Truex in the Toyota. So you'll see that as well where the – uh, you know, because obviously they're going to get a lot of cautions here. They're going to be relining up. And on the restarts, you're going to want to hope that you have someone friendly behind you who's not going to – who's going to push you in a positive way and not in a negative way and make you wreck. So uh, so it starts with the teams, and then it goes to manufacturers, which will help each other as well. Stats been doing a great job over Run Pure Sports, uh, handicapping a multitude of sports. This will be the first time I have a chance to tell you – when it comes to motorsports, so here's my other question: You're you make fun of me? Yeah, you don't make fun of me, but I I'm a big live better. You're a pre-flop guy. Um, where do you find edges once the race starts, or are you strictly a pre-flop? 
No, I mean, I've, I'm always – I like to bet with the most information I possibly have. Um, I, I like to consider myself an advantage player, so it's all about the numbers for me. And I find live betting is just really difficult for me to be able to crunch numbers quickly enough to figure out whether or not I'm getting an edge. And now in NASCAR, on a race like this tomorrow, you're not going to get much movement, in, you know, outside of the fact when guys start wrecking and they're out of the race. But you're not going to get a ton of movement because – Whoever's leading this thing at the halfway point needs absolutely nothing. So live betting it is almost as good. You know, you, you, if you could get yourself a better price um, on someone, it's probably because there's some sort of an issue with the car or something like that. So I don't know if there's a much of an advantage tomorrow in uh, live betting. Although, you know, to me, if you just get in a little bit late and you like a guy who's, you know, Bubba Wallace and you can get him at a, at a better price than, than you would pre-race, Perhaps there's a, a chance there, but yeah, I don't see much of an advantage in that sport. You and you have to be really keen on the uh, the major sports, the basketballs, the footballs, to be able to uh, to get that market right live because the the sports books just juice it so heavily. The live markets that's really really tough to beat. Talking with John Alisi, you can follow him on Exit Stats uh, Stational. Uh, Stats, I want to ask you a little bit about golf. And we saw the disappointing news. Tiger Woods had a withdrawal this week from the Genesis Open. Uh, Patrick Cantley, by the way, with a two-shot lead as they go to the final round tomorrow. Very quickly in the Tiger front, I, I don't know what you expected this week. And I, I looked at the no price, and it felt like playing craps, playing the no line. Like, I didn't want to bet against Tiger. And then we see what this iteration is. I, I, can we just stop? Is it over? Can we not? take Tiger seriously going forward anymore? <laughs> I, I mean, every time I say that, it's like he comes, you know, I, I thought he was done before he won his last Masters. And, you know, I, I just, I mean, you're talking about one of the most unique talents in all of sports, you know, that we've ever seen. So who knows? I just, what you see with him, though, it just seems like he's moved on to another stage of his life. Like he, he's more involved with, uh, with Charlie now. And he mm-hmm. just kind of seems happy as a dad. And he doesn't have the old Tiger fight in him if you know what I mean you yeah know, that old tiger where he was he, he just was out to kill you and he and he had that look in his eye he doesn't have that now now that'll come back you know this it'll be Sunday or you know Sunday he's within three four shots at Augusta you'll you'll see it no doubt about it but can he get to that point that's the question so I just don't know if he's got that drive left in him but it's Tiger Woods it's, it's really hard to count him out um, I know there was a there was a, a prop this week there was a boost um, on him getting three birdies in the first round, and he did it in like the first six holes. Mm-hmm. He also had two bogeys with it, so it was like, and I didn't like it at all. I'm like, eh, I don't really like it. Tough course, Riviera, and he and he goes out and does it in, in six holes. But you know, with golf, it's not just about making the birdies, and certainly when you get to tough courses like Riviera, and then when you play in the majors, which quite frankly, that's all Tiger's really worried about at this point. Uh, you know, it's about minimizing the mistakes. I just don't know if he could play that type of golf anymore, where he can play as, as like he used to where he just did not make mistakes it's real tough when you're not doing it day in and day out you don't have that same uh mental fortitude that he that he used to have hey stats can't lay willie z shoffley tomorrow talk to me uh what's happening here who should i be backing yeah i mean actually we, i got a free i got a ticket on shoffley already <laughs> but any, any who should i be hedging with did you take the, did you take shoffley on my recommendation because i gave that out at run pure I did. I did. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I love Shop. Well, no, I, I no. like Shopley. I like Shopley to beat, but he's a, he's a big favorite if you take him in the head-to-head. Um, I, I I think he wins tomorrow. You look at uh, Canley. It's kind of he's been doing a little bit with smoke and mirrors. He's like 27th in shots gained this week. Shopley's uh, T1 
in shots games. I like the way Shopley's playing. He's been playing well coming into this tournament. I think he gets it done tomorrow. I think he's getting like plus 285, yep, which yep. is eh, to win it. But, you know, I, I would prefer that than to lay the uh, – I think you have to lay like 160 or 170 to take him heads up against Cantley. I would almost take a shot at the plus 285 that he pulls it out. I think Zalatoris, I'm, I'm kind of surprised, you know, coming – uh, you know, coming back here, uh, it, I mean, we know the talent is there, but to get uh, in contention at this course uh, so quickly, I think was a little bit of a surprise. I don't know if he'll be able to pull it off tomorrow. Shoffley is definitely the guy if anyone's going to beat Cantlay. Uh, Willie Z right now, plus 450. You mentioned Shoffley, plus 280. Cantlay, plus $1.05. Only about 30 seconds to go. Out of the live golfers that you've seen so far stats, which guy, not named John Rahm, John Rahm do you give the best chance to win at Augusta? Out of the live guys. Oh, God. I mean... It's tough to it's it's tough to keep Kepka out, right? Yeah. I mean, nobody nobody steps up in the majors like he does. So I'll always take a shot at Kepka. You can get Brooksy about sixteen to one to win at Augusta. Uh, Stats, really appreciate the conversation, my friend. That was awesome. Uh, great stuff on NASCAR and also golf as always. All right, I appreciate you having me. There he is, everybody. Statsational. You can follow him on X at that handle. Hold on, let me come back. Let's talk a little NBA All Star and maybe who you like to win the three-point shootout because Larry Bird is not playing this year. We'll discuss that when you come back with us next year on Sunday Bet Prep. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you haven't already checked it out, what are you waiting for? We've got a brand new spanking website, vsin.com. We've got a lot of articles up there for NBA All Star Weekend, of course. 
We've got the All-Star Game tomorrow, so have that covered top to bottom for you. Check it out today, VEASAN.com. Back alongside Holden Kushner, Dave Ross here. Back in my day, Holden, when I used to watch the three-point shootout, mm-hmm. Larry Bird would walk into the locker room and say, all right, which one of you boys is coming in second? And then Bird would go out there, put his one finger up, knock down a bunch of threes, and it felt like it meant something. Same thing with the slam dunk competition. I'm, I'm still mad that Dominique Wilkins got jobbed by Michael Jordan in Chicago. Everybody knows that yeah. Dominique won that contest over MJ, right? Well, Damian Lillard wins the three-point shootout tonight. They have almost five to one if you had Dollar Dame. And then Mac McClung has repeated as your slam dunk champion. I mean, if, if you repeat as slam dunk champion, Mac McClung, you've got to be some sort of legend. The dude's in the G League. Holden, what are we doing with these contests? If you're not going to have at least the three-point shootout, we got a big-time star in Dame Lillard competing. If we've got Mac, no disrespect, played at Georgetown. We probably remember those days. No disrespect to Mac. It's not on Mac. He's doing everything he can to put on a show. Why aren't the stars of stars doing it? And does it go back to, God rest his soul, Kobe Bryant who just didn't want to do the slam dunk competition. And it kind of feels like now stars take after Kobe and say, you know what? That's not going to do it. It's just didn't not. Kobe do one. I think he I did, one, he did one. one. I think he did one early. Yeah, I'm going to blame LeBron because LeBron never wanted to do it. LeBron. So it's LeBron's you know? fault. There had to be some sort of demarcation line where they're like, all right, did these stars stopped because Michael did it a lot. Dominic did it a lot. I mean, those guys competed. It was an actual competition. Now it feels like, I don't do it because I save face in case I suck. Is that what you pick up with these stars today? I'm trying to think about what kind of prize pool oh. would get the best players in there. And everybody's like, oh, they're millionaires. They're making $137 million. $10 million is a lot of money to anybody, okay? Mm-hmm. What is the prize pool that we need to come up with for the winner of the slam dunk championship to get it get, to get them in there? Well, what's that number? And whatever that number is. You need to throw it out there. You need to go get sponsors to pay for it. Up the, you know, up the sponsorship costs. Get the slam dunk contest. If we need to do it on a different night, maybe not an all-star Saturday night. Maybe maybe a Thursday night. Maybe a different mm. night. Maybe a Sunday night. I don't know. <laughs> what I do know is there's got to be a way to get the best players in the world or the best dunkers in the world to do this. Mm-hmm. And with all due respect to Jalen Brown, like that's the only guy anybody knew who was in here. Obi Toppin's little brother was in there. Mac McClung. It was a great novelty last year. Oh, the G League guy. This guy can really dunk. Oh, he's a little white guy. Makes it even more interesting. He's already done it, though. I didn't need to see him do it again. <laughs> it's amazing because MJ won it twice, right? Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about, like, money, incentive. And, look, maybe Michael was not at the apex of being Michael Jordan yet. But I think those competitions help create kind of that Air Jordan. I know he was already there. But, you know, like, kind of put him over the top in these all-time conversations, the fact that I can get on my soapbox 30 years later and still talk about it, right? That when you're winning them in 87 and 88 like MJ did. And, and I just go... Why is the incentive different? Because I don't know that it was all about money for MJ. I just feel like it was a different athlete. It was like, I mean, Dominique, they wanted to kill each other in the slam dunk competition. You could tell. Like, Dominique's not playing nice with MJ. They're really going after each other, right? 
And, and I, I just wonder why now nobody even wants to possibly embarrass themselves. That's the feeling I get when these guys became even more legendary by doing it. Now, at least with a three-point competition, and Dame Lillard's regarded as one of the best shooters, not named Steph Curry, of our current generation. I think Dame's in that category. At least I applaud that. But it feels like that might be the last of the actual skills competition where you get the majority of the best. Do you follow me on that? At least with the three-point shootout, it feels like we get name recognition. Yeah, these are the best shooters. You can go back again, go back to the Bird days and the Mark Price days and these great shooters of yester- yesteryear that competed in these actual competitions to show who's the actual best at a real skill in the NBA, which is three-point shooting. I mean, now more than ever, with the way the three-point shot, the, the importance of it, you would think that would be even more incentive to do what Dame did tonight and go out and say, at least in this competition, I'm the best in the world, not named Steph Curry. I just, I I don't know how important it is to the European players, Dave. Mm. That's the first thing that I go to, like Jokic, Luka, Giannis. These guys really grow up with the slam dunk competition being as important as we remember it being, no. And it's also not something that they're great at. I mean, Giannis isn't a guy that we see going out and practicing his dunking. Jokic has a vertical of about four inches. Okay. Uh, Luca's another guy. It's like the, the, to, the way to make money in today's NBA is to shoot the three, not the slam, not the slam dunk. Cause you're only getting two instead of the threes now. So I think that's part of it. Mm. Uh, second of all, the allure for us, there wasn't a allure for that, but now the slam dunk competition really kind of does take a backseat to a lot of people to the three point competition. Right. And, and the final thing that I would say, why aren't guys in the slam dunk competition? Like what's the incentive at this point? Mm. What's the incentive to be in a slam dunk competition? They're not making that much bank. You're going out and you're putting yourself out. Uh, you're putting yourself out in front of the world, uh, and you have to take time to work on something that isn't normally part of your game, anyways. I mean, back when Jordan was doing it, Vince Carter was doing it. These guys weren't three point. Three point shooting was not the end all, be all the NBA. It is today. So again, I don't know if the incentive is there, and do do they need to up the prize pool, or do they even care anymore? Does the NBA even care? In all seriousness. The NBA even care? Probably not. They're getting their money. Sponsors are paying for it. I think it's a fascinating conversation as to how the game has changed and the perception of these contests in it because I think you make some really good points. I mean, Dr. J became as big a legend as you could be winning the slam dunk competition. MJ, we talked about it. Neek, Spud Webb, Vince Carter. I think some regard him as the best dunker in the modern era. I, I might not go that far. Part of that allure and that gif, it's over, right? We all see that. I use it all the time. I mean, those things are kind of etched in our mind. They don't feel like they're that long ago. Don't we have to have a rule? And again, this is not a shot at Mac McClung. I, he goes out there and he d- puts on a show. The dudes in the G League, don't we have to have a rule that you have to be playing, you have to be a current roster member in the league where the slam dunk competition is being held? I mean, that seems a bit preposterous that we talk about Mac McClung once a year and go, oh, yeah, he's not even in the NBA. He's in the G League. Can't we at least start with that baseline? No, because Mac McClung got people watching. That was people probably watched tonight because of Mac McClung. Nobody went out there and said, oh, I got to watch Jalen Brown dunk a basketball. <laughs> like, so the NBA is at least cognizant of this, Dave. 
We also sound like it just a cut. Who are the guys from the Muppets? The two guys. Oh, yeah. In the stands. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're just sounding like those two guys. Oh, back in my day when the they that actually Michael competed. Jordan fella, he outdueled that Dominique Wilkins. Oh, is it a good one? I mean, that's what it sounds I'm listening to myself talk here, Dan. Right? I'm, I'm thinking that this is what we sound like at this point. But it's just never going to be what it used to be. It's fine. We just need to move on. Yeah. The NBA slam dunk competition is never going to be. What I think is every bit as good, if not better, is the three-point competition. The rest of the stuff, they can take it. And I think my my opinions in the minority here, but I do think the best all star game of all of them is the NBA all star game. Why? I get to see the slam dunk contest during a game because that's when the guys go nuts during the slam dunk, Dave. Good they, point. They do it during the all star game. Now they have fun doing it during the all star game. They'd rather sit back on that Saturday night. Hey, I got a game tomorrow. I'm not messing with this right now. They'd rather do it during the game and they'll actually try for the last two minutes of the game too, which is kind of, kind of fun to watch as well. So um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow as far as, or, or Sunday night yep. with the NBA all-star game, as far as the dunk contest goes, very few and far between. Do I get interested watching the highlights of Mac McClung last year? Cause I didn't watch it live. I think we were on the show last year doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was doing the shift last year. Didn't watch the Sam Dunn competition. Talked about it after I saw the highlights. Those days are over, Dave. Yeah. And they're not coming back. I will offer a little bit of pushback when I say it is sacrilegious to say that this is the best of the four major sports halls. It is Major League Baseball. It is not close. Holden Kushner, because they try. I'm trying to strike you out, and the other dude's still trying to hit a home run. We're still playing the game. The total in the All-Star game tomorrow is 364, and Stats just told you to take the over. 364. Yeah, it's fun. Scoring, points, All-Star game, two to one. In baseball, NBA All-Star Game, 200 to 197. Yeah, because we're trying in one sport. (laughs) Scoring is fun. When we come back, we'll take a look at what's going on. College basketball slate tomorrow and beyond. Come on back. We continue the grumpy old man version of Uh Sunday Bet Prep. This is Sunday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. Visit VEASAN.com slash pro and subscribe today. That's VSIN.com slash pro. Alongside another pro. He is Holden Kushner. I am Dave Ross. Had a lot of fun in the last segment talking about the three-point shootout and the uh, NBA slam dunk competition. Kind of like you had a great point where we feel like the Muppets, The if you ever watched the Muppets and the two old guys up there in the rafters. Uh, you mentioned during the break that you were watching little college hoops today and you saw Jameer Nelson Jr. Yes. playing major college basketball. Um, how old do should we feel, Holden Kushner? Because... It doesn't feel like that long ago that we were watching Jameer Nelson play in college and then with the Magic and all that. Like, what? How old are we? Uh, we're not. Well, you're older than me. You're in your 50s, which must really suck. I, no, th- um, that's not necessarily. Sorry, I'm going to join you in six months, pal. Don't we don't know if that's it. true I'm or like, not. We don't look as old as we are. I anyways. can't confirm or deny that report. Oh, I know for a fact that you are. 
anyways, <laughs> yeah, so a little TCU, K-State. And I, I, you know, I'd seen Jameer Nelson Jr. before, but it really didn't click um, till I saw this tweet this afternoon from NBA buzzer beaters and game winners. So Jameer Nelson. Okay. And, and you and I being in this business for so long, we've had a chance to meet people. Like I remember meeting Jameer Nelson saying, oh, you, and this was him coming out of college. I think, oh, you're going to be a starting point guard for the Knicks. Stefan Marbury stinks. And he's like, Stefan Marbury is great. And I'm like, no, you're better than him at this point. <laughs> Jameer Nelson Jr., TCU Horn Frogs. Anquan Bolden Jr. Wow. That wasn't even that long ago. No. Buffalo Bulls. Antonio Gates Jr. This dude is, is he looks just like his daddy. Michigan State. Wide receiver. All right, that's fine. And then we got uh, Frank Gore Jr., Southern Miss running back. So here we go, dude. We've got Jameer Nelson Jr. and Anquan Bolden Jr. in NCAA hoops. Gore and Gates in NCAA football, to which the first thing after I saw this today, Dave, I said, how long till I see somebody's grandkid? Seriously, Um, how long until the third comes around? We might actually have already seen him. Who knows? Like an older player when we were younger. But there's going to be, hey, here's. You know, Larry Bird's great grandson playing at Indiana State. It's it's amazing. Time really flies, and you get a chance just to remember everything you've seen over the years. And this kind of makes me think about how great Antonio Gates was. You know, what? basketball player turned football player. Frank Gore literally just retired a couple of years ago. Almost pl- got a chance to play with his son. Well, the, we're getting old, man. Well, that's we're getting it, old. That, we're not. I'm, I'm like, just geriatric, but we're close. We're getting there. I'm so glad you brought up Antonio Gates. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are astute because they're smart gamblers, and they don't just remember him as being the guy that got shunned in the NFL Hall of Fame bidding this year, and they remember him at Kent State, the Golden Flashes. I vividly remember Antonio Gates in that team that made a run. I don't think they they got to the Elite Eight, I want to say, but he was really good playing basketball, and now Junior playing basketball. And I just look at this and I go, it doesn't feel like that long ago, but yet here we are. When you look at LeBron James, and I don't know how you look at LeBron now and the, the current iteration of LeBron. We we just talked about Tiger Woods and whether or not you know Charlie's going to try to get to the PGA Tour one day. We'll find out about that. Is he just – is Bronny one good enough to get to the NBA – and two, does it matter if Bronny is good enough to get to the NBA? That the Lakers would have to figure out a way to make this happen as we talk about juniors now, as we remember the seniors. Are we going to see LeBron and Bronny play together on an NBA court? 100%. Uh, 100%. No doubt. And he, and he doesn't even have to grade out as a first rounder. I think if at this point, who would not want Bronny and LeBron just to sell the tickets, right? I, did you see the report where the Warriors and the Lakers were talking about swapping LeBron so that he could play with Steph Curry before his career ends? And then ownership got together, and ultimately it was just nixed. It was shut down. So I, I personally, I, I don't think LeBron's going anywhere. I think he's going to be a Laker, and his son's going to be a Laker too. So I I don't know what the odds are because we're uh, uh, we're far out right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe some other team, maybe his stock rises enough to where some other team wants to take him. But 
Yeah, I, it would not surprise me at all to see Bronny and Braun. Well, you know, um, it, it, it's an interesting report about that. And, you know, there were some some funny things going online about Clay Thompson hearing about that, and it was almost like, wait, wait, guys, wait, what about me? Like, you're, you're trying to get LeBron in here to Golden State, and Steph and LeBron do have this this uh, very interesting relationship. But I go back to the end of the Shaq era. Remember when it felt like Shaq was playing for a different team every week? Yeah. That's not good. Like, that's Shaquille O'Neal. Remember he played Boston? How disastrous. And then Cleveland? I mean, it was... It was, it was Right. It was so ugly. We're not going to see LeBron James do that, are we? I just don't know. To, just to play with his kid? Yeah. I Again, I, I still have a hard time thinking he's not playing for the Lakers again. But if you had a chance to play with your kid... I mean, my, my son is six, and I don't think my daughter's going to play basketball. <laughs> At least not very well. She's not tall enough. I mean, that would be amazing. I would hang out. I tell you, like, if you told me you just have to hang into broadcasting until you're 80 so you can broadcast something with your son, I would absolutely hang out there as long as I can. The fact of the matter that LeBron's even playing at this level at this age, I don't care how you think he's doing it mm-hmm. or not. The fact that he's still, you know, one of the top, 20 players in the NBA, right? Yeah. Maybe a little bit more than that. The top 20 players in the NBA is just astounding to me to the point to where I actually want to see it because wow. I remember going to the final game at Comiskey because I grew up in Chicago when Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. were playing together. And it was absolutely amazing. And I haven't forgot about it to this day. Uh, absolutely. I, let's keep the old man radio going here for sure. a second because in Washington, D.C., and I talk to people about this all the time, whenever I hear the jokes about Michael Jeffrey Jordan playing oh. for the Wizards, and Holden, I say to them, you know what this was like in D.C. It was one of the most exciting parts of my career, covering Michael Jordan, watching Michael Jordan in his advanced age in a Wizards uniform, putting up 40 at the age of 40. Like, like yes, I'm with you, and I kid about LeBron and like Shaq, it did look ugly for Shaq. It's not looking like that for LeBron. Whether you love MJ and you think he's the, the best and you're, you know, our LeBron stand, LeBron still is doing something that we've never seen kind of at this stage of his career, right? Like Kareem at the tail end of his career, it didn't look like it looks for LeBron. I already mentioned Shaq. It did not look like this for LeBron. I'm not saying how is he doing this, but it is rather incredible. And I can almost say now, revisionist, MJ's end of his career doesn't look as bad, I think, as people remember it. How do you remember it? It was awful. I don't even acknowledge that that Come happened. Come on. Dave, I grew up in Chicago. I you grew can't up even acknowledge Stadium. it? I don't even acknowledge it. Like, that wasn't even MJ. That was some old broken-down guy that had the will to score 20 points in a game. And that's what you that want to see LeBron MJ. do, just to play with his kid. Just just go out. have Because I don't have the emotional attachment. Like when you're a kid, you get attached to guys, right? <laughs> These athletes, you live through them, the greatness. I don't have any attachment to LeBron James. I got a few of his rookie cards I'm looking forward to selling as the years go on. But outside, I don't care. That, I, and I know it's because you covered him, but the Michael Jeffrey Jordan never played for the Washington Wizards. I just <laughs> refuse to believe it. It has been stricken from your memory. By yeah, the way, it's stricken. The, the Lakers are 14 to one to win the West. And look, mm-hmm. it's right now it's the sixth betting favorite uh, in the West. Do the math for the, for the eight teams. Obviously we're going to have to play in there, but boy, they look like last year 
for a, for a minute, you started to believe that maybe AD, when yeah. he plays the way he did, LeBron turning back the clock. Are we going to see that again? Because I do feel kind of like Stats said about Tiger. Like, if he gets to Augusta and he's sniffing the leaderboard, something clicks with these guys. If the Lakers can figure out something, can LeBron do this one more time that all of a sudden you go, oh, maybe we should take them more seriously? No, I think it's the it's the they're gonna have to get past the Nuggets, and at this point, the Nuggets are a lot better than them. Yeah, I'd even put the Clippers uh, much, and I know the Clippers are favored. I just don't see it. Although Kawhi turns into Michael Jordan, and when it comes to the playoffs, right? Um, the good thing that the Lakers have going for them is a lot of inexperienced teams are up there. OKC, Minnesota, teams like that, right? Um, you know, the Pelicans. The so there might be a smaller. A grouping of teams that the Lakers would have to jump, but I just don't see it again. Even those two guys performing at their best, did they even win? A, I think they might have won a game against the Nuggets last year. They're just it? not. They're yeah. just not there. The AD is a great force, but the two of them, Reeves, the rest of that team, I just still don't think it's enough. It's a pipe dream. I love your take, though, on Bronny and uh, and LeBron. And I'm with you. Why not? Let's see it. Let, let's just see it. Why not? Uh, when we come back, let's talk some more golf and get back to the Genesis and beyond. Maybe even pick your brain on Augusta National. That's next here on Sunday Bet Prep. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can deposit $5 and get a no sweat bet up to $1. 
$1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. So download the app. Use the promo code VEASAN when you sign up today. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown kids could be all yours. Back alongside Holden Kushner, Dave Ross here, Las Vegas and Denver, Colorado coming at you respectively. Holden had a lot of fun uh, kind of showing our age, talking a little yesteryear, what we might see in the future with LeBron James and uh, Bronny Jr. there in the NBA. I did want to continue our golf discussion. And again, we talked about it with stats earlier. Hopefully everybody heard this uh, hour at the top of the hour. I mentioned Tiger Woods and that Tiger had to WD from the Genesis this weekend. And I look, I say this all the time. My expectation levels are low, right? But I root for greatness. Like I, I like to watch greats of all time because we're just not going to see it. The sand in the hourglass is going to expire sooner than later for somebody like Tiger Woods. So I want to watch him. But yet, I'll still get text messages like from some buddies in the business, and they'll be like, oh, Tiger had three birdies in the first six holes. He can still win at Augusta. He's 40. And I'm like, like, dude, I, I want to get there, Holden. I want to get there. He's 100 to 1 to win at Augusta National in April. Holden, that number should be 300 to 1. And I know because it's Tiger and because it's Augusta and it's, of course, he knows like the back of his hands, put on so many different green jackets. People are going to fall into that trap. Holden, I ain't going to do it. Bad grammar. Is there any way that I could talk you into being one of those people that says, yeah, Tiger Woods can turn back the hands of time one more time? Let's let's talk this out. So how long ago was when he when he came back and won his 2019? How many years? 2019, he won. Wow, that's five years already? Right before COVID. How about that? Oh, my God. I thought it was sooner than that. Wow, five years? Then that should be like 3,001. They play that tournament 3,000 times. He wins it once. Yes. Because everybody else gets sick and dies. It's just not (laughs) happening. I mean, seriously, between the leg, the back, the age. Now influenza. everything's working against the guy at this point. It's going to be disappointing too. Cause he's not going to catch Jack. He needs one more major title, right? Oh no, Just no. One more. Oh no, no, no. He's, he needs what? many more. Jack's got 18. He's How many he, he got, he's got 15. He ain't catching Jack. Oh, three more. Forget he about it. Three more. He's not getting Jack. Yeah. So but, that's not happening. He's not getting another one. Uh, and he's probably not getting another tournament win ooh. either. Now I see where his son's pretty good. So Charlie. maybe they can, yeah, right. Maybe Charlie, maybe Chuck's pretty good at golf. But it's it's been over for a while. I think that 2019, I can't believe it's five years ago. But, yeah, that was a great moment. It really was. Yeah. And I remember it. But those days are over. And I think if you met, if you talk to anybody younger than us, like anybody in their 30s and below, like, oh, yeah, I've heard of Tiger Woods. Oh, my God. Like, he was great. He was a great golfer. One of the all-time greats. But I haven't seen him be good at, at any point in time in my life. Okay, let me so, – here. here is one of the conspiracy theories out there uh, yes. that was passed on to me that somebody told me Tiger's going to win uh, in three years at Augusta. And that would mm-hmm. put Tiger at 51 years of age. The oldest major champion right now in the history of golf is some guy named Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson, who's he? Oh, he plays in the Live Tour. Uh, yeah, he won the PGA Championship not that long ago at the ripe old age of 50. He is the oldest major champion in the history of golf. Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods have the same number to win at Augusta in two months, uh, and that is at 100 to 1. 
I will tell you this. They both should be longer, first and foremost. But two, they should not be the same. And I know this is an unpopular take. Phil Mickelson still has the same golf swing. Phil Mickelson can still do things and hit the ball 330, 340. He can still bomb it, those, those hellacious seeds, as Phil likes to joke on social media. I know he's a pariah. I know nobody likes him. Nobody certainly likes around here likes Phil Mickelson at all. Just read the Billy Walters book, right? I get all of that. But when it comes down to old geezer golfers who could still win a major, this is not a conversation, America. It is lefty, and it is not Tiger. I want to be wrong in this Holden Kushner. I just don't believe I am. And I don't know that Phil, with everything that's transpired since he won that at the age of 50, it feels like his life, his golf life at least, fell off the, the, the precipitous face of the earth, if you will. Then with everything with Liv, with all the bad publicity, with the tour coming down on him, with Rory McIlroy challenging Phil, making fun of Phil, his contemporaries. He, you know, it should be like this, what we do for Tiger and what we do for LeBron. And what we do for these greats as they kind of ride out their time gracefully, that hasn't happened to Phil. I always say that you can just go like the NWO, right? Bounce, 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 bounce. Put on the NWO, you know, the black, put on the black hat. And Phil, what would stick it to the golf establishment more than anything if he went to Augusta? And happened to I, look. I don't think he's going to win. But out of these two guys, holding my position is clear. It is if you're ever going to back a long shot for sentimental purposes, you're throwing your money away on Tiger. You're probably throwing it away on Phil too. But you actually have the semblance of a chance for four days of turning back the hands of time, more so than Tiger. Tiger at this point, because all the ailments, the only thing that ails Phil is his brain, because of the way people have come down on him since joining Live. If he could ever, the talent is still there. I just don't know mentally if he could ever put it together like he did at the PGA Championship not that long ago to do something that, again, has never been done in the history of golf of winning a major championship at 50 years young. So to me, it's a one-way discussion. It's lefty. I know he's unpopular. And Tiger is really just nostalgia at this point. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? That is a great, that's a Great way of putting it. One's nostalgia and one still has a shot. Mm-hmm. Like what then what would the real what would Dave Ross's odds be? So they're both hundred to one to win the Masters. Yep. What would be the real odds that you'd give Mickelson? Would you keep him a hundred to one? Now, what would you put Tiger at? You know, from from what little we know about Live Golf, because unless you watch the CW or you're watching streaming services, you're not watching them. But I look at those leaderboards and hold, I don't see Phil up there very often on these short fields. And I mean, look, Live Golf. Like I always say this, the politics of it, you can have those debates. And look, I never wanted Live Golf to start, but they really have a lot of talent. It's short fields, but it's almost like elite fields. It's like what the PGA Tour has done. They've kind of switched a lot of their tournaments now to look a lot more like Live Golf. No cut events, only for maybe the top players in the world to play in these to really get star-studded fields. That's what Live Golf kind of has every week. And I know people don't want to hear that because it's not popular because we're supposed to be backing the PGA Tour when it comes to the popularity contest. But when I look at Phil's name on those leaderboards at Live, he's way down. So something is off with his game as well. So to me, realistic numbers, people, don't 
unless you're getting 200 to one to start on Phil at Augusta or Tiger, I'm not looking at it. But you really couldn't even put it long enough. Maybe 300 to one, you'd get me to look at Tiger. You're never going to get that number, by the way, because people are going to go, well, it's Augusta. It's four days. If his leg can hold up, by the way, it's a really hilly course. It's not easy to walk. I don't see, and I hate saying it, I don't see any chance of Tiger physically being able to do. The problem for Phil is mentally. But physically, could Phil Mickelson still win? Absolutely. There's nothing there that's holding Phil back from a physical standpoint. If you could put Tiger's brain in Phil's body now, then that combination could win a major again. But the problem for Phil is, I don't know if finally all the shots and and the bow and arrow slings that the PGA Tour have been shooting at him for now two years have finally taken their effect because something has changed dramatically in his actual play since he went to live and left the PGA Tour. With Tiger, we all know what it is, and it's just the physical ailments that, unfortunately, the car accident, I don't know that his leg would ever be good enough to win at Augusta. Maybe at a British Open, at a place like St. Andrews, where it's very flat and it's not physically demanding for four days. But for Holden, for me, if the number doesn't start at 200-1, to one, there's no way you would get me interested to take a long shot ticket on either Tiger or Phil. Yeah, and the, those days are over too, right? Yeah. It's just, it's time to put him in the past. Tiger is a novelty. He's a novelty at this point. We like seeing him out there. We like it that he can get, if he could get through, you know, four days, that would be wonderful. Uh, and again, I, I'm probably the only person that kind of likes Phil Mickelson, probably because everybody doesn't like him. I like <laughs> Phil Mickelson. I'll root for him. You know, when we see him back here in the States uh, in, in a big tournament. But uh, I think what we're doing is we're just we're going old guy Saturday night like we've been doing. It's been a lot and talking about two guys that just aren't relevant once things get underway. And I you know, think they're, they're nice to talk about, but not once the tournament gets going. Absolutely. And that's the point, America. Don't waste your money. Just don't do well, it because they're going to tempt you with some of these numbers. 100 to 1, just not long enough. That's for sure. What about other long shots in the NFL? Mm. We live in America. Let's discuss America's team when we come back next to begin hour number three of the Sunday Bet Prep. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. 
draft experts, and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.